0: Welcome to Unprofessional and Unprepared, our lighthearted weekly conversation about sports, life, fatherhood, and whatever else comes up with no script and no preparation. I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and this week, the 25th episode of our little show, we discuss hot and cold Cleveland baseball, play in pandemonium, and a daytime icon's exit. I'm here tonight with two of the best ever. Phil Danko is here. Hey guys, good to be here. Smiling Chuck Rambaldo is here as well to fill in for a way too busy Tom Burke. Chucky, how you doing?
1: Good. Always happy to pinch hit for Tom Burke.
0: I'm going to leave tonight's first question open to both of you since yeah. it was hand-picked for Tom Burke and he didn't show up. <laughs> now, As you guys know, Tommy loves Russia. Vladimir Putin scored eight goals in a hockey game last week. Putin was playing for the Hockey Legends team against the Knight Hockey League team. The Night Hockey League is an all-Russian amateur hockey tournament founded by Putin's initiative in 2011. The game was played as part of the 10th Night Hockey League National Festival at the Bolshoi Ice Arena in Sochi. State media reports described it as Putin showing off his versatility. Unconfirmed media reports also quoted several opposing players as saying not being poisoned was way more important than winning. We know Putin loves sports and poison. If he came to America and challenged either one of you to a game of one-on-one, what would be your strategy to win and not be poisoned?
1: If we're talking about poison, am I able to grease him by actually having Brett Michaels and the band Poison play while we're competing?
0: I don't think Putin <laughs> likes the band Poison. He likes real Poison. Whatever the sport is
1: that I'm taking a dive, I am losing to Putin hands down every time.
0: What about you, Phil? You stand
1: up
2: for America? So we, we have to try to win this contest and not get poisoned? Correct. That's a tough get, I think. Um, I, I think in terms of the one-on-one, I'm pretty sure he's like four foot two. So I, I would take him on in, like, I think basketball, even though it's probably my least skilled sport. Yeah, I you're suppose. bad at basketball. Yeah, yeah. I remember. But, uh, but I've got, like, you know, nearly two feet on that guy. So yeah. I, but I'm afraid that as soon as I swat his first shot attempt, into the third row, I will just immediately be poisoned. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little worried about that part. I don't know how you win and avoid
0: being poisoned. I don't know that that's possible. It's tough. That's why I bring the hard hitting questions to this show guys, because <laughs> I really want you and our listeners to think. I feel like I've let my country down. Now I don't know. I've got to, I've got to really. Think I feel about like it would this. be. It wouldn't Not happen. as bad as Chuck did, man. Chuck immediately folded. Hey, man. yeah. Chuck's still alive, though. I'm. That's I'm true. Poisoned. <laughs> Plus, going... I don't.
1: Th- yeah, you're not getting poisoned on the court. It's probably Tommy Burke who would poison you because he loves Russia so much at a later date. <laughs> well,
0: Sneaking. maybe. Yeah, working for Putin. I don't, don't know. Red Sparrow. <laughs> Enough Russia love. Let's move into our first segment. Start at home. Start with our Tribe week cap, and this was definitely a week that the Tribe started hot and ended cold. This week, the Tribe was hotter than Pamela Anderson before Hep C, then colder than a polar bear in a polar vortex. The Tribe started the week by sweeping a two-game series with the Cubs, then lost three or four to the Mariners on the road. They finished the week 21-17, and trailing the White Sox by two-and-a-half games in the division. The two-out hitting was great again against the Cubs, helped them get both of those wins. But then they went to Seattle and did almost no hitting. And to make matters worse, pitchers like Savali and Tristan McKenzie both faltered and the offense couldn't pick them up. So Chuck, what cooled the Tribe off in the Pacific Northwest?
1: Oh, maybe maybe the time zone change. Uh, ultimately, it's, a, it's going to be that kind of year where they're just up and down. And to be honest, as much as we shit on them, it's amazing to me that they're 21 and 17 for just how bad of a hitting team they are uh, and how many runs they're not generating. But I guess that just tells you that the pitching staff is typically doing pretty well. I- I'll probably bring this up multiple times during the pod, but they the at least in the Marin- the situational hitting in in that Mariner series was God. Awful. When you have guys in the middle of your lineup who aren't hitting, and I'll, again, bring that up later in the pod, I'm assuming, <laughs> uh, it, it becomes a real issue. So uh, we thought at the beginning of the, of the season, the pitching had to be damn near perfect or the defense had to be damn near perfect because the hitting is just so lacking. Uh, and, and that's when you're seeing when pitchers are struggling, they're not going to win. It's just not
0: going to happen. Good news. It's a six to one in the bottom of the second. <laughs> Shohei Otani just went yard for a three run home run. Twenty-one and eighteen is starting to look pretty likely to start <laughs> yep, yep, up next week. Insurmountable lead. Phil, what do you think was the tribe's biggest problem in Seattle over the weekend?
2: Well, I was going to mention the exact same thing. That situational hitting uh, is what I was looking at, and Chuck stole my thunder, and, and that's fine because it's about time someone else takes the easy way out here, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you um, just got Denko. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. It shows how thin our margins are when the pitching – the pitching was okay in games, not terrible. They're losing control, they're walking guys, and all of a sudden, guys that you're hoping holds a team to to zero or one run gives up two or three, like a Bieber or someone like that, where we just aren't pushing enough runs across. As soon as they give up that fourth or fifth run, it's over. The situational hitting, of course, but we're not getting – we're not getting base runners on. We're not getting timely hits. Um, we we had some of that in the very close two games against the Cubs. While the, the offense didn't look great, the timing of the hits right. was perfect because we won those games. What was it? Two to one and three to two, I think it was. You know, um, Out in Seattle, we just couldn't do that. We couldn't string hits together. We couldn't push people uh, across to, uh, to stay within even a run or two for most of the games.
0: A good baseball team needs to have that ability for – the defense and the pitching to pick up the offense when it's a slow night and vice versa. And I just don't think we have that. If the pitching is on and can hold the other team to two to three runs, we're going to win some games because we can score three or four runs in those games. When it gets to be a six run or a seven run game, the odds of the tribes offense getting in there and scoring eight runs in a game is just tiny. And so I think that was what was happening over the weekend. And I think, Um, You guys are both right that this is something that we can expect, I think, all season long. And I think part of the problem, of course, is that some of these young guys that we are hoping to count on with bats aren't necessarily doing the job. At this point, I'm really losing any confidence I have in Andres Jimenez, the shortstop. He's hitting 179. He's not playing great defense. So, Phil, this would be the suggestion that I would pass on to Terry Francona. Make Bigger Beard Rosario the starting shortstop, put Hammer and Hank Ramirez in center field as the starter, and go with that lineup, because I think it's better bats and comparable defense at least. So, Phil, am I on to something, or am I on something?
2: No, I think you're on to something. I, I would agree with that. I, th- I think you're getting two better hitters in the lineup with Bigger Beard Rosario at short and... um don't call me Manny Ramirez in center. The only other thing I would I would add to that is potentially this opens the door for is it it's Owen Miller I believe Owen Miller to come up. He's a he plays third short and second base. He's a, he's an infielder and the dude is hitting like 500 in AAA. He he. At what point do you let that guy come up and say all right you can hit? Can you hit at the next level because we're trotting four and five guys out there every game batting under 200.
0: Can you hit 200 in the show? Right, right. Good job. <laughs> right.
2: Uh, y- you know, it's as sad as that is, you add another two guys to that list and there there are six guys in our starting nine hitting like 210 or below. So I think at some point the, the dude is raking at A. You just bring him up, put him in, the, in at short if that's where he's going to play and, and roll with it. But in terms of the big league roster right now, because I'm sure they're thinking about control and options and all that kind of stuff with, with Miller. Yeah. Bigger beard Rosario at short. I don't know if that's a huge drop off defensively. It certainly is a bonus keeping his bat and
0: Ramirez's bat in the lineup. Chucky, if Terry Francona takes my advice, what do we do with Jimenez? I don't care.
1: (laughs) I
0: have an
2: idea.
0: <laughs> I mean, he was the he was the centerpiece of that trade for Lindell. Right. He was yeah. the guy who is supposed to be the one that comes in and immediately picks up the shortstop position and it's not just the fact that he has 5 errors already this year. Sure. He just doesn't seem to be making regular plays that you think a good shortstop should make. You know, they're not errors, but he's also not making an impression in any way. I'm all
1: for your first option. What, whatever drives up the batting average for the team and scores more runs. So if uh, if that happens, cool. But if, if we're comparing, like he's the centerpiece of the Lindor trade, and I don't know if you're following along, it's not like Frankie Lindor is having no. <laughs> anywhere near right. a good season. So if he was doing the same thing for the Indians this year that he's doing for the Mets, we, we'd be bitching more about him. What ever sparks this offense and, and Phil brought up an excellent point because I read the article about Owen Miller that you know if he's not hitting and getting three hits a game people are asking like what's wrong with him I'm all for bringing a dude up who's raking right now to see if he could do it here because it's not like anything worth the shit is happening in this line right
2: swap him and Jimenez you know put Jimenez down in triple a let him work through his shit he's a young dude he
1: yeah was, that's the thing I'm not, I
2: don't
0: think we yeah. can quite give up on him yet
2: no, no 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 he might be the future at the position if I remember correctly I, I believe he got called up pretty early with the Mets he should probably still be working through some things at the minor league level at this stage of his development and because he's with the cleveland indians now he is our
0: starting <laughs> shortstop
2: uh, so yeah maybe a swap miller and jimenez and see how that rolls
0: right there you go terry we've got some ideas for you hopefully you give those the attention that they deserve chucky who do you think had a good week for the tribe
1: zach please zach. He, he flirted with a no-no in emergency cleats He forgot his road cleats. So they sent the trainer to Dick's Sporting Goods. Like one of us would go to Dick's if we forgot cleats for a softball game or something. Like, oh, shit. Uh, And obviously, when you get up in a bigger size, uh, he's a 13 and a half. So they got him a 13 and a 14, and they made the 13s work. He went out there and and flirted with a no-no. So I think he had a good week in emergency Dick's
0: Sporting Goods cleats. Man, that's hilarious. I didn't know that. I knew that there had been an issue with the cleats, but I'm impressed by Dick's that they had Thirteen and fourteen just Me sitting too. around yeah. the right. store. Right. right. Now. <laughs> what about you, Phil? Who had a good week for the tribe?
2: I actually think uh, bigger beard Rosario had. had Rosario had a, a good week. He had a four hit game against the Cubs. He was the walk off hit to win the yeah. game. You finally saw us like, all right, this guy's starting to hit the ball a little bit. Not only that, it wasn't four hits in the middle of a game where it didn't matter. His last hit mattered more than anything as the week went on, because little did we know that we weren't going to you know, win every game last week. Um, so we, <laughs> the, the walk-off in the 10th was really yeah, important. Yeah, that was a
0: big hit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I'm, I'm going to go with bigger Baird uh, Rosario. I think he had a good week.
0: I'm going to go with Caesar Hernandez, who's finally starting to hit a little bit. And the defense only had one error last week. And after mm-hmm. our talk on the previous show about all those struggles with the defense, it was good to see that. So who had a bad week for the Tribe?
1: I'm going to say just Eddie Rosario. He's the big free agent signing uh, this winter and they're bringing him in to the middle of the lineup to drive in runs and i could see what tito did they move him out of the middle and put yep. him at two so he's seeing more fastballs and with ramirez behind him so what happens guys in a two for 24 slump you make a move to to the second position in the lineup and he's hitting 206 i believe somewhere in there so so what happens is he, he drops a sacrifice bunt to move runners over so you're not really being protected by ramirez at that point because what happens right they walk ramirez and i i don't know i think they got out of the inning yeah but you know like it, this is a guy who this was the big splash this is the guy who's the middle lineup who's gonna drive in runs for you and hit for you and he's not doing that he's not doing it so he's had a bad week and pretty much a bad season in my eyes
2: yeah i mean sticking with the rosario brothers i was gonna say eddie rosario as well he had one hit all week he had no less than three at bats in any game and in several games he had four at bats and he came up with one hit this guy was one of the few on our offense that we thought okay plug him in and the dude hits he normally hits 275 and so you, you hope maybe there is like he'll get back to that right you hope It's it's May. It's the middle of May. You you hope that he can find that. That's why we we picked him up. But he's had a terrible week, and quite honestly, to echo what Chuck was saying, a a terrible season up to this point. So he's got he's got to get his shit together because we're relying on him for at least two fifty from the plate, right? Two fifty hitting home runs. Like we want twenty five home runs out of you and hit two fifty. Can we get that?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Please. For my bad week, I'm just going with the Indians having to play games after their bedtimes because obviously (laughs) that was a big problem for them. This week, we've got three against the Angels, one of which is not going well tonight. And then they're back home for a weekend series against the Twins. Phil, what are you looking forward to this week from the tribe?
2: They got to, uh, tonight does not look good. So they got to get off this snide a little bit and, and start winning some games. You know, maybe we get one against the Angels and then get two against the Twins. So we split the week again, but it's in the other direction. So you're starting to move in a positive direction and, and, and take the series against the, the inner division foe for sure.
1: I will bring up again, I would like to see some situational hitting uh, <laughs> this week would be wonderful. Uh, I, I think that's what I'm looking most forward to. And I also wanted to see how Tani did. I know it's not the Indians, but he already has a jack in this game. I, I haven't spent enough time watching that guy and I'm getting away from the Indians, but I did see him basically what looked like flip his hand at an outside pitch and he hit it over the monster in Fenway earlier this week. Yeah. And oh yeah, the guy's is a pitcher amazing. too. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what I'm looking forward to Dude, the next couple ama- days. Is- he is amazing. Yeah, seeing him more than than anything the Indians are doing. But situ- situational hitting is what I'm looking most forward to them trying to course correct this week.
0: I'm looking forward to seeing Otani pitch on Wednesday afternoon. He's the projected starter for midweekday baseball, which, as you guys know, is one of my favorite things. So I'm looking forward to see him too. I'd also like to see the Tribe do what I tried to do every Monday in my early 20s, which is just bounce back from a rough weekend. <laughs> <laughs> moving on from the Indians and... Finally, closing the book on the Cavs versus the show. (laughs) The Cavs won a game last week, but it wasn't enough to beat us. And it probably was a bad idea. They finished the season 22 and 50. The win decreases their number one pick chances by about 5% while their top four pick odds dropped 8%. They are tied at the end of the year for the fourth worst record in the league. Chuck, five words or less. Recap the Cavs season. Acceptable <laughs> answers. Oh,
1: f- oh uh, <laughs> acceptable let me answers include
0: you. that did not end well. <laughs> we thought about the playoffs. Love is basically a 501c3. Now, in that case, you got to accept that 501c3 is one word. One word. (laughs) (laughs) Thought it would be better is another one. Chucky, five words or less. What do you think about the Cavs season?
1: Rebuild is hard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Rebuilding is hard when you don't have a superstar on your team.
0: That's a. That's a bunch, but okay. <laughs> I didn't count. Did anyone count? I'm going to give it stats to stats department is all over <laughs> yeah. that one. Phil, what about you? Five words, close out the Cavs season.
2: Thinking the immortal words of the grounds crew from Major League, these guys are <laughs> shitty. <laughs> all right, all right. It's
0: kind of where I'll land. That was a pretty disappointing end to the season. You hate to root against winning games, but when it's the second-to-last game of the year, are we really that concerned about pulling a W and but. On to more exciting and interesting news. Last week, the Browns' schedule was announced. The first thing you noticed, and I'm sure we all noticed it when we looked through the schedule, was that obviously the Browns are basically guaranteed to be 16-0 and going into week 17. <laughs> <laughs> So, Phil, should the Browns be planning right now to rest their starters against the Bengals in week 17?
2: I'm so cocky for this season that I think we should rest our starters for week 16 and 17 in an (laughs) unprecedented move since we've never had 17 regular season games before.
0: Chuck, the Browns don't play a game against another team in their division until week eight, which I thought seemed really late. Does it matter or not?
1: It does for fan perspective, and it does for them as a, a divisional perspective. Yeah, that's so late in the year. And you know those mid to late games are going to mean a whole lot more when you're you're facing the Steelers twice. And then what is the Ravens back-to-back weeks? Yeah. The bye yeah. week in between. in between, right. Uh, it's, it's a weird schedule. Uh, I think that they might have benefited from – from an easier schedule last season, but man, I I looked at it and cool. We're opening with the chiefs, right? I think so. So you're seeing what the NFL is telling you that they think this is a game that's going to happen in the playoffs at some point. Let's give it to them early, but I don't think it's a cakewalk. I don't think they're going to be 16 and 0 and resting (laughs) anybody. But um... I'm, I'm interested to see how, especially that, that week where they're Ravens off, but the Ravens play the Steelers in between, in between so I, yep, that yep. helps, that that helps, I guess, but I'm, I'm happy that they're finishing up against the Bengals this year and, and not the Steelers or the Ravens
0: for keeping score. Chuck folded for America and for the Browns <laughs> all in the first 30 minutes of the show. Cheers. <laughs> I, I think the most inter- interesting thing about the schedule is that Ravens series where we play them in week 12, next week is the bye. And then in week 14, they play them again. Do you think that's where the division is going to be decided? I kind of do
2: right now in May anyway. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to look at this from the Ravens
2: perspective. They've got to play the Browns then the Steelers, then the Browns. The Browns get the week off in between, so I'm going to give us yeah. the edge in that in that matchup. The Ravens, that could make or break their play for the division championship, right? I mean, if they don't win 2 out of those 3 games, they're in trouble. So that that is an interesting scheduling anomaly, I guess. I don't I don't know how often that occurs where you're playing an interdivision foe 2 games in a row.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to make the second half of the season really exciting because 6 of the 8 games in the second half of the year are against division teams and all of whom might be pretty good. But fellas with that, why don't we close the book on our at home segment, take our first break and we'll head out on the road. Unprofessional and unprepared is proud to be supported by and to use marble mouth mouthwash. I'm sure you probably think the smooth talking sons of bitches on unprofessional and unprepared never misspeak fumble over their words or slur multiple sentences into one long, jumbled mess of nouns and verbs. But you would be wrong. Like anyone else, we used to get nervous, talk too fast, or drink just enough to make ourselves sound ridiculous. For instance, why don't we go ahead and take our first break? And uh, when we come back, we'll head off the road. Or on the road. Yeah, oh, fuck it. Bobby Bradley's got a nice dick, and he's
2: Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, all right, we'll start that over again. <laughs>
0: I'm your host, Jason Gerber, and this week we discuss Tribe spring sp- Back a little bit. Uninterested yeah, right, un- yeah, right, right. in the whole thing. Oh, season. that's a tough one. Uninterested. has been broadcast in high definition since it's thick, st- st- but... That was before we found Marble Mouth Mouthwash and our free podcast broadcasting careers took off. Marble Mouth Mouthwash is specially blended to provide splendid pronunciation, enunciation, and locution. When used as recommended by dentists and real doctors, Marble Mouth Mouthwash will have you tackling the toughest tongue twisters like a seasoned pro. Ready to sound like you speak good? Then this product for you would be good. Marble Mouth Mouthwash. Clean it up. Welcome back, fellas, to our second segment. Let's go out on the road, and I want to talk a little NFL scheduling news for the rest of the league, but there's something we've got to address first. Late on Saturday night, Chuck sent a text to the group claiming that Aaron Rodgers had retired. (laughs) Now, he retracted it pretty quickly, (laughs) uh, but I did spend a little bit of time looking around on the Internet to see if there was any information (laughs) about a possible announcement, and I didn't see any. So, Phil... <laughs> where do you think Chuck got his information? Was it a ESPN app update from his mom? B a flawed version of Gray's sports almanac that he took off of a young Biff.
1: <laughs> C
0: one of Whitney's Instagram stories where Chip commits crimes, or D, Chucky got the information from his Dogecoin dealer. I'm gonna go with E, none of the
2: above. I I think <laughs> I think Chuck got the information out of a fevered dream because he's sleep deprived, because there's no you don't know if it's day or night or what day of the week it is at times when you've got uh you know a little baby boy at home. So I I I just envision Chuck like waking up in a in a fit off the couch, like, oh my god, what's going on? Aaron Rodgers retired. I'm texting this out right now. <laughs> And then immediately realizing he had dreamt
0: the entire thing. (laughs) I
1: I can explain, and I Chuck, you know, I'd
0: love to give you a chance, but really, we're on a clock here, and we got to keep wonderful. gotta (laughs) keep going. I'm just kidding. kidding, Text us your explanation later. (laughs) I actually want to hear. I want to hear this. (laughs) Okay, Phil is
1: somewhat right. Like I'm, I'm in a somewhat sleep haze in the chair. Like watching something on TV that I couldn't tell you what it was. And I get text, you know, like you get alerts. And here's the problem. Almost two years ago, I set up the BSA Twitter account, right? <laughs> and I never really go into that unless Tommy says something about when <laughs> something along those lines. <laughs> But I still get alerts and that alert came through and it was a parody account of like Adam Schefter, but it looked exactly like it. So I thought it was my normal Twitter account. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to text this out. And then I opened it and I was like, oh, carry on, boys. Apologies. I'm sorry.
0: This is why none of us are in journalism. That's the perfect piece of news to text out on a
2: Saturday night, though. Right. right? Yeah. Was, like, yeah. We're yeah. all kind of in a, a haze for a variety of reasons on that right. at that time. Like, oh, okay, all right, all right, fine, no big deal.
1: I have learned my lesson. I will not shoot first and aim seconds. <laughs> I will aim first.
0: Ready, fire, aim. <laughs> so, Chuck, the NFL sent out its schedule last week. What do you think about the way? that the NFL went about it by leaking information about certain games throughout the day before the full announcement.
1: I I think it's no different than uh, a publicist doing the same thing for a major movie star. A marketing team does for some artist in the music industry you're you're trying to generate some sort of buzz and get on that news cycle so people start talking about it before you had playoff hockey starting this weekend not that many people are in the playoff hockey you also have the second leg of the triple crown this weekend to me as a guy who started in promotions it's it's kind of genius they're always finding a way to continue talking about the league and it's just it's a schedule release and we're talking (laughs) about you know like i know it's a
0: schedule release I
1: was into it. It didn't bother me.
0: ESPN is still talking about it. About half of get up this morning was discussions about various games on the schedule. So that's a little bit too much for me. The fact that we can never actually get away from the NFL 12 months of the year, we've got to be paying attention to it. It's just something about it that bothers me. I did go through and kind of look at uh, a breakdown of the various strengths of schedules for each team. And I know it's really hard to evaluate this months before the season start, but let's just pretend for a couple minutes that the strengths of schedules in may matter come fall. Okay. <laughs> so Phil, the Eagles have right now the easiest strength of schedule. Is that enough to get that team into the playoffs?
2: In their division, 17 game season, eight wins get you into the playoffs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Good breakdown. What do you think, Chuck? Eagles are getting into the playoffs? based on their strength of schedule. Sure.
1: I'm just going to go with what Phil's saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has a losing record. I think they're a watch. I think
1: they're a more watchable team this year. You know, like they shipped Carson Wentz out. They had a pretty decent draft. They addressed some issues they need in the off season. I'd like their schedule for the Browns. It's got to be easier than what I'm looking at for them this year. So
0: yeah, they're in. Chuck, Tampa has the fourth easiest schedule. Does that seem fair to you? no. (laughs) <laughs>
1: and as a, as, a, as a Tampa Bay fan, no! I don't know if anybody else saw like the caricatures about uh, Tom Brady returning to Foxborough yeah. this weekend. Is like, oh my gosh, who gives a shit? No, it, it, how, how are you a defending Super Bowl champion? You have the fourth easiest schedule. I don't like it one bit. I think the NFL loves Tom Brady and his legacy, and how can you not love him and his legacy? But I, I would have hoped they would have faced some real challenges. Not that they didn't last year, but I would have hoped that it, it wouldn't just be a... swinging open door for them to to make their way back to the playoffs.
0: On the opposite side of that coin, Phil, the Steelers and the Ravens respectively ranked one and two in the most difficult schedules. That's awesome, right? It is. (laughs) And the common denominator is
2: both of those teams have to line up against our Cleveland Browns twice. And that is exactly why they have the hardest strength of schedule.
0: Actually, the AFC North has it pretty tough. All four of the teams in the AFC North have schedules ranked in the top 10 of the most difficult schedules next year, based solely on win percentage from last year. There, we've done it. Our obligatory talk about the NFL (laughs) for a little while. There you go, Raj. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, Let's move on because we have some correcting to do. Last week, we predicted the end of the machine in baseball, and we were wrong. Albert Pujols signed today with the Dodgers Hmm. for a prorated league minimum of $420,000 for the rest of this season. That means the angels only need to pay him $29,580,000 for the year. So everybody wins. Scale of one to five. One is dropping a toaster in the bathtub. (laughs) Five is the precipitous drop in my recent Bitcoin investment. Chuck, how shocked are you that Pujols got picked up this quickly?
1: I'm not shocked, but it's a one that it was the Dodgers. I thought, if anything, he would he would catch on with an American League team where he could just DH, even though he's not really the hitter that he once was. To me, it's it's drop toaster in the bathtub <laughs> that he signed with the Dodgers.
0: Phil, same scale. How shocked are you that he's batting cleanup tonight for the Dodgers? Wow,
2: wow, that's a toaster drop for sure. <laughs> I, I was I, I was about I was about to say I assume he's hitting like seventh or eighth in the National League but uh, apparently not. The Dodgers are going to be fine over the course of 162 games. I am surprised that Albert Pujols ended up on that team. Like they don't they don't need that guy. What do they need that guy for?
0: I think the plan is to use him in pinch-hitting opportunities late in the game. I've no idea why he's starting tonight. Yeah. But I think that's the plan. You, you get him for the league minimum because the poor Angels still owe him 29 million <laughs> bucks gosh. for the year. <laughs> But the machine is back and, you know, we all have collectively egg on our face for thinking that he was done when he got cut last week. Moving on from baseball and let's talk a little bit of NBA because the moment we've been waiting for is here. It's NBA play-in time. (laughs) I still don't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) The play-in games start tomorrow on Tuesday night with the East. No team in the East play-in has a record better than 500. Nice. And only the Celtics are at 500. Everybody else is below tomorrow night. uh, Number 10, Charlotte Hornets take on number nine, Indiana Pacers. Phil, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with the Hornets. Okay. Chucky. How about you? Is
1: Detlef shrimp still on the Pacers (laughs) roster? Yes. (laughs) I'm taking the Pacers then.
0: (laughs) The second game tomorrow in the East is the number eight seed wizards versus the number seven seed Celtics. Phil, who you got?
2: God, this is a good matchup. I, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. This is a good <laughs> matchup in the NBA play-in game. You've got really legitimate talent on both of these teams. I mean, you, yeah, Jason, Jason Tatum against. I, I was yelling at the pod last week about your your takes on uh what's his name for the next Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell, yeah. The ultimate chucker. I was like, geez, he's he had like games of 20 assists. <laughs> <He had laughs> and the ball a ton. I'm gonna go with Russ, Russ, and the and the Wizards. I think they're on a roll here and he's gonna he's gonna triple double their way into a second play-in game. I don't know how this works.
0: <laughs> well, no, if the they gotta play the seven winner, winner. they go Automatically in. goes in. The, the loser, loser plays then again. plays the winner of the ten and nine games. So you're saying you're taking the Wizards over the yeah, Celtics. Yeah. What about you, Chucky?
1: I would take the Celtics. I I'm, I had no idea until you told me they're playing in the play-in. I would assumed they would have been like a 3 seed because they have a very deep roster. That sounds like just from what you're saying, they're ridiculously underachieving this year.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, they've had a rough year. Yeah, a lot of injuries so, there. Right. They got, a big, they
1: injuries they got too. a
2: big injury right now too. I think what's uh, one of their best players is done. And yeah, I was I do.
1: Larry Bird? Yeah, I, think,
2: <laughs> I think it's Kevin McHale.
1: Kevin McHale's out. <laughs> right, right.
0: so
1: I, I think I've, I actually have watched some uh, Celtics games, and I'm, I'm really actually surprised they're that low. I thought they would have been like a top four seed yeah. in the league, but so I'm, I'm just going to go with them.
0: All right. So Wednesday night comes for the Western Conference play-in games. And Phil, I know you said this sounded gimmicky a couple weeks ago when we talked about it, but are you sure you don't love the play-in? Because Wednesday night, the Lakers are playing the Warriors, and we get to see Steph versus LeBron in a winner-take-all playoff game. Isn't that exciting? Only
2: a little bit because that's a 7-8 matchup, right? Yes. So it's not re- winner take all in terms they're in, but the loser also gets to play another game based on what you just told me.
0: <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> so I'm, I'm paying on. attention here. <laughs> Steph uh, LeBron head to head is a no, lot of it's, fun. It's man. Awesome. That's like, the first. Absolutely. Yeah. That yeah. gets you excited for the play. It doesn't start until 10 o'clock on Wednesday night. So I'm probably not going to watch any of it because yeah. I'll be in bed, but it's a big game. Who you got Lakers or Warriors?
2: I'm going with Lakers. They're all healthy now. They Even if Steph drops 45, I think the Lakers win.
1: How about you, Chuck? I would go Lakers, but I would bring up what you brought up. This is a play-in game. Obviously, they're doing it uh, to get more eyes on this, this playoff run. And this is the marquee matchup and it starts at 10.30 at night for most <laughs> yeah, people. Right? Like, what the hell? Come on, man. Put that Who thing on the at 7 wizard? o'clock or 7.30. <laughs> yeah. Please, or, or do it on a weekend to do a play-in and start it at 8 o'clock. It's insane that you have two of the most recognizable names in the NBA in the last 10 years. And hey, everybody... Stay up and especially not even us because we know we're not watching that shit, but like <laughs> there are kids who love these guys. Yeah, right. They gotta to go to
2: bed. That's
0: a good
1: point. It's, right. It exactly. makes no
0: sense. The other Western Conference playing game is San Antonio versus Memphis. It's Duncan versus Big Country. Chucky, who you got? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna take Duncan only because those dreadlocks that he's been yeah. throwing out look yeah. real yeah. smooth. So I'll take it. Duncan and the Spurs. Is David Robinson still on the squad or no? Nope. Okay, I'm still staying with the Spurs. <laughs>
0: Phil, who you got? San Antonio or
2: Memphis? I'm going to go with the Spurs. I, I think uh, you've got you've got Duncan, who is is a Hall of Famer officially now. So he, <laughs> yep. he's he's going to take it to him, and uh, Manu Manu, the slender, I think, will be the difference maker. <laughs> All
0: right. Can I get a commitment from either of you guys Probably to watch <laughs> at least two basketball games a week? so that we can speak more intelligently about the NBA playoffs for the next six months as they're playing them. (laughs) Two a week? (laughs) Just two a week. Just two Two a week.
1: full games are like bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. Can we tune in in the fourth
0: quarter? Yes. Then yes.
1: Yes. I will commit to
0: that (laughs) as well. All All right. right. That is, this is the kind of negotiating we need in Washington. Look at how easily we solve that
1: problem.
2: We we all know if we ran this country, we'd be in a better place.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We'd run a lot more like a free podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The hilarity right. would smooth everything over. <laughs> Let's close that out. We'll take our final break and we'll come back and uh, go off the field. Unprofessional and Unprepared is brought to you by Blame Branch, Ancestry.com's latest advance in family research. Ancestry.com has been helping people find their ancestors and trace their family lineage for more than 20 years. Now, the company that helped you find all those ancestors is ready to help you blame those ancestors. Is your height something south of average? Losing your hair, small hands? With Blame Branch, you can now utilize the power of Ancestry.com to identify the fop doodle in your family tree who passed these unfortunate genes on to you. Never been good at sports? Are you a mouth breather? Your ears are so big you can hear the sun come up in the morning? Don't you think it's time to find out if your great aunt Mavis is the apple responsible? Maybe you're 44, just found out that despite 25 years of consistent exercise and healthy habits, you have high blood pressure and elevated cholesterol. That is 100% not your fault, and you deserve to know which slap ass in your genealogy is responsible. Just send a quick swab of the roof of your mouth to Blame Branch, and we will help you decide if the next time you see great-grandpa, he deserves a hug or a punch in the stomach. Blame Branch. They may be family, but it doesn't mean it's not their fault. Fellas, welcome back to our final segment. We'll head off the field. And as we have for several weeks, our off the field segment, we'll start with horse racing because we have got some more correcting and some more apologizing to do for two weeks. I think we've been talking about Medina spirit and it's actually pronounced Medina. So, Medina.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we Oh, an apology to the horse naturally for or mispronouncing its name, but also the city of Medina and Discount Drug Mart are now off the hook <laughs> <laughs> for you know, the possible doping or drug use of Medina Spirit. Big news from horse racing over the weekend was that Medina Spirit did not win the Preakness, so there's no triple crown and nobody cares anymore about this story. <laughs> Moving on to a subject that was tailor-made for Tommy Burke, who couldn't be here tonight but I know that this is going to be near and dear to his heart. Last week, NBC announced that it will not broadcast the 2022 Golden Globe Award. One less award show for Tommy to have to worry about next year. In typical celebrity fashion, they started complaining about the Golden Globes after this year's awards were already handed out. So they all got their hardware for 2021, but then are protesting showing up again in 2022, I guess. The issue is that the Hollywood foreign press which is the group that votes on the Golden Globes, has no Black members, and has also been receiving gifts and perks from studios and celebrities whose movies are nominated for Golden Globes. Are you concerned that the integrity of the Golden Globes will be forever tainted?
1: I mean, I guess it was always the show that if you ever watched bits and pieces, it seemed less stuffy than any other award show. It seemed more like a a sit-down dinner with friends and them poking fun of each other but i will always remember that the golden globes actually recognized sylvester stallone as a as a supporting actor for creed and it was a nice payoff as one of my favorite movie series of all time that he won an actual award for the rocky balboa character so i will then just take that and say thank you and not care moving forward if they're on any network but maybe uh, if they're on true tv after a play-in game next year for the nba uh, (laughs) i'm in
0: i'll watch it you know that stallone won an oscar for the for original the, Rocky. Yes. Joe Rocky. yeah uh, yeah <laughs> as a writer but
1: it wasn't as an actor it was not yeah. as that's, it was true. A writer. that's I was true as a writer yeah yes. all he did was write it which yeah, seems
0: yeah. a lot harder to me <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah. act act yeah. dumb okay <laughs> 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 so phil how involved do you want to be in cleaning up the golden globes can i get a scale
1: here <laughs>
2: uh no? no no scale all right no. um I, I don't want to be involved in cleaning it up based on your lead in there, I, I think perhaps its integrity has been in question always <laughs> rather than rather than right. just now.
0: <laughs> yeah, was integrity ever really a part of it? Like it's, it's yeahs r- probably for celebrities. Not. Are we yeah, really right? not. Yeah, not an election. you know no, we're not right, worried right. about that. like who cares if they're bribing the judges by like setting them up in nice hotels or something? I like to talk about ideas for improving some of the other award shows, for instance. There is a Directors Guild of America, a Screen Actors Guild, the Golden Globes and the Oscars, which all basically give out awards for the same stuff. I would argue that we should unify those like a professional boxer unifying like the heavyweight title. (laughs) Who's with me? Yep. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That would cut down right there. Three shows right? You, you combine all those into one thing. Yeah. I don't know how you make the trophy, but the VMAs are still going on. And for our listeners who are under the age of 35, uh, that's the Video Music Awards on MTV. Chuck, what do you think about the VMAs existing 15 years after MTV showed its last music video?
1: <laughs> I didn't know they still existed. I didn't know that people still made videos, to be honest. We grew up in an era where they were the most important thing for a song was a video. And then as we got older, like college, you saw people spending millions of dollars on a video. And in retrospect, now with streaming on it, God, what a waste of money. Who's watching those videos <laughs> yeah, right. at this point? Right. Uh, man, who's hosting this year? Do you know? No, Mark McGrath. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was was hoping for that Sugar Ray reunion. Uh, It might be coming. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I haven't watched MTV in any way, shape or form when, when they pivoted and, and did reality TV instead of videos, it was kind of done for me. So I'm surprised the VMAs exist anymore.
0: Phil, the ESPYs are still on every year and I think they're super stupid. How would you improve the ESPYs to make it entertaining for me?
2: Feats of strength. Like, I think there should All
0: be a right. top. That's, that's a great
2: idea. Yeah, right. The top two in any category have to take a physical challenge, and the winner is the winner.
0: I love it, man. That's a really great idea. Chuck, do you have a better idea than Phil? <laughs> Not at this point. Now, that, right. that, you're, now that you're
1: basically <laughs> jerking
0: off at how great it was, I'm out. <laughs> All right. Well, enough. <laughs> Discussion about award shows. I'm sure Tommy, wherever he is right now, is thrilled to hear that the Golden Globes won't be on TV next year. But in other television news, Ellen DeGeneres is ending her talk show. It started in 2003. And her stat line during those 18 years, which will be 19 when she ends the show next year, is she has done, as of today, 1,875 episodes. She's received 171 Daytime Emmy nominations she's won 61 times. Seven times she won the daytime Emmy was for Outstanding Talk Show, which beat Oprah, which is pretty amazing. Uh, Another interesting fact is I have never seen an episode of this show. (laughs) (laughs) So Phil, scale of one to five, one being a mom looking after her child, five being Miller looking for an appropriate place to pee in public. How much do you care that the ellen show is ending
2: i'm confused by your scale because i think both ends of that scale takes a whole lot of care oh miller
0: <laughs> does not care miller uh, does not I, care i don't
2: know he he kind of aims at places of worship or government <laughs> buildings and i think that's on purpose Um, sorry right, so your scale is, is a lot of care at one and n- right. not giving a shit at five uh, what was the question how much do i care about ellen going off the air yeah I'm with you, man. I have not seen a single episode of her show. Uh, That's not to say it wasn't one of the greatest things in daytime television for a long time for a lot of people. Personally, I'm Matthew J. Miller in this circumstance, (laughs) But, but I could understand why some people would be more of a one or two.
0: Chuck, who do you think should take her place on daytime TV?
1: Surprisingly, I actually am prepared for this answer. What?
0: Get out of here. How could (laughs) that
1: be? Not not kidding. I know enough about this. So uh, about a year and a half ago to two years ago, Kelly Clarkson started a a daytime show and NBC did that. So she is the heir apparent to Ellen. However, her ratings for that show are not very good. I know this because uh, I work for an NBC affiliate. If she does not bounce back when it comes to full production, because COVID is ending, the name that's being thrown about to replace her is Tiffany Haddish which I think is a a pretty decent choice. Yeah, Yeah. We could talk about this for a while. And I think part of it is our age. And we grew up in in an era where you had David Letterman and Jay Leno. And uh, before that, even Johnny Carson, that there aren't, many artists, performers, stars that can fill that role. And Ellen did a really nice job. And whether you've never seen a show or not, I never really liked it, but she did a nice job. It's getting harder and harder to replace somebody like that who has that kind of star power and name recognition and is likable across all demos and all spectrums. So I, I don't know whoever they plug in if, if it ever works the way it did for her. Apparently she's a massive bitch to her staff and that's why she's retiring. Uh, it's not because she's had enough or whatever, however long it's been they're kind of pushing her out because i think more and more comes out about how terrible she was to people
0: i didn't know much about that i actually think her stand-up is pretty funny like ellen Mm generous makes me laugh i never watched the show my thought for replacements colin jost the guy who does weekend update on saturday Mm -hmm. night live it's kind of like upbeat harmless comedy let that be a good one you go a different direction and put bill burr in there Just basically take his podcast and put it on daytime Daytime. TV. But ultimately, what about Tom Burke?
2: (laughs) The resemblance is uncanny, first of all.
1: Indeed. Yes.
0: (laughs) Middle aged lesbian.
2: (laughs) I would watch
0: that show. Right. See, (laughs) aren't we an untapped demographic for daytime TV? Yeah. Yeah, I guess we are. Middle aged guys with jobs who love Tom Burke are going to come out and they're going to watch that show in droves. And it creates this great opportunity for the show to get nominated for an Emmy. And then Tom who hates award shows has to go to an (laughs) award award show, right? (laughs) He's after
2: the EGOT after, after one, he
0: gets one taste and he's going after the EGOT. (laughs) So I'm in favor of Tommy getting the job and having to show up to an award show. Moving off of Ellen's show ending, but sticking with Tom Burke, I've got really good and or bad news. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Tommy <St>. Burke <laughs> broke the 40 pound oh, loss no. threshold no. this week down 40.5. As of today, you guys know what it means. Yes. So Danko, what's oh, your 40, man? I don't know. I, I, I'm
2: going to go to the local, convenience store or 7-Eleven or whatever, and, and, and just see what they have in the cooler. I have to imagine my choices are going to be, I, I hope my choices are going to be laser saint Ides, or old English. Cause that would be all awesome. any one of those three. I, I might take one of each. <laughs> oh, no, don't
0: do that. <laughs> Chuck, have you warned your wife about what's coming? And have you guys prepared a, a panic room for you to go in? <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I have. And I'm hoping that I'm not going to scour too far, because I'm with Phil. Like, if we're drinking a 40, it's going to be laser, or old English, something... Whoa, whoa, Mickey's doesn't make the list? Uh, Not for me, it does not. But... I'm hoping that I cannot find those in the efforts I have. And I'm hoping like I go to giant Eagle get go and like Budweiser makes a 40 yeah. <laughs> Miller highlight. There's a highlight. Oh yeah. yeah. There's, there's a, a high life high life. forty. Yeah. I could yeah, have seven of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're going right. to, you're going
0: to find a yeah. Bush heavy
1: highlight or 40 for sure. So I'd be fine liquor. with all that. It is, it is such an achievement though. Like I, I know I've been, i i've been scared of this day because i know what it could mean for me and my anger issues with malt liquor but honestly uh i am super happy you know because last week i think tommy said he had a little bit of a setback so for him to to not only get to 40 but that 0.5 means an awful lot so
0: yeah
1: uh, i'm gonna be slugging whatever day is decided on if we're all doing it uh, i'm gonna go 40 shopping and i haven't said that (laughs) in 20 years
0: fellas we are definitely proud of Tommy for breaking that 40 pound barrier keep up the good work buddy maybe you'll be back on the show next week maybe you'll just be too busy whatever it is (laughs) but boys we're out of time I am out of questions for now and fellas that wraps our 25th weekly episode
1: thank you guys so
0: much for showing up week in and week out and let's do this again real soon okay
1: absolutely absolutely
0: was hotter than black socks and sandals, then colder than Tammy in any situation when the air conditioning is on. No? Okay. (laughs) How about this? (laughs) This week, the tribe was hotter than sizzling bacon grease in the Utah desert, then colder than Melania's side of the bed at Mar-a-Lago.
1: Oh, yikes.
2: (laughs) Too soon?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. If so, I've got another one. This week, the tribe was hotter than Pamela Anderson before Hep C, then Whoa. colder than a polar bear in a polar vortex.
1: That's a good one, too. That yeah. might be my favorite. <laughs> I like okay, that hold one. on. Yeah.
0: I'm not done oh. yet. Oh, oh. Man. Jeez. That was the closest, the
2: closest to an outcast
0: lyric. I'm going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week, the tribe was hotter than a single slice of pizza after the bars let out then colder than Schwarzenegger playing Mr. Freeze. Oh, Now nah, that one was pretty weak. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Tribe was this. <laughs> this, this, weird, <laughs> yeah, this is it. I promise. This is the last one. <laughs> this week, the tribe was hotter than black leather seats in the sun, then colder than a penguin in a snowball fight.
1: Number right. three. I still like three. Yeah,
0: three is <laughs> the best. The Pamela Anderson one. Okay. Yeah. Then, then I'll edit back. the rest of these out and go with that one. Anyway, <laughs> Okay. Ah. Wow, that is a that's a healthy yeah. friend but <laughs> I say said. that is a, that is a long day at the office
2: <laughs> it's, it's been a it's been a long week and it's Monday
0: are you are you, are you chasing <laughs> bourbon with Natty Light Chuck I am yeah wow. like, what's, what's, what's the matter with you? you I'm
1: almost out of the bourbon <laughs> okay and it was just straight like I didn't put ice in it or anything so it's, it's got a nice, nice burn going and I'm trying to cool off the pipes with that Natty Light <laughs> okay
2: I got another bourbon from Smooth Ambler because I've never seen another bourbon from Smooth Ambler other than the breakfast bourbon that I get all the time. Right. Yeah. So I bought it. Uh, I, of course, bought another bottle of the breakfast bourbon too, because, you know, I was there. But I got this other bottle of bourbon that, thought, oh, well, you know, it's a good distillery. I'll check it. It's not that good.
1: <laughs> it's, it's,
2: uh, I mean, it's okay. It's really hot. It's, it's like a higher alcohol. It's like one of those hundred proof, you, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of hot. But like you said in the one pot chuck, like after the first sip or two, it it does what it's yeah, supposed to do, and yeah, it's all it's all yeah, smooth yeah, from there. Yeah. So how are how are we doing this forty thing? Are, are we should we live I know what are we do? the
0: forty? Uh, <laughs> I feel like maybe. Oh. Maybe like the second half of it. Let's wait till we get 20 ounces down, then hop on and see how it goes. We got
2: to pick a day. This is, oh man, I got to clear yeah. my calendar up for this
1: shit. Yeah, <laughs> Get it clear two days. Yeah. Feel like 40 ounces. Can we do an ounce every minute for 40 minutes?
0: <laughs> oh God, God. I don't know. Then you miss out on that great part where you're where it's warm at the very bottom. Yeah. Like, Last ooh, this is really it. warm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I thought this was bad when I started. <laughs>
1: Can we push it to the trip? Can we just have no. a 40 night on the trip where we're in the oh, I don't want with to ruin other? the
2: trip. <laughs> by the time we get to the trip, we're going to be doubling up, man. He's going to have lost 80 pounds. That's true. And we're going to have to double up on 40s oh, sitting around man. a bonfire. And if he gets to 80 pounds by mid to late September when we're on the trip, I, w- I will down two forties. Pick a night. I'll do oh, it. God,
0: can't we <laughs> yeah. do something else? No, it's You don't like have to sign
1: up for this. You guys can do push-ups.
0: I'll down two oh, <laughs> no.
1: Can we put the yeah. 40s on the bottle on stick game and do
0: it Ooh, that way?
2: I like that. Can and we duct tape is... 40s on the
0: top? <laughs> yes. Well, we should be playing on grass, but you mentioned how hard it would be to grab the 40. Is the 40 going to be open? Like, I'd like to put my open 40 on the pole and let it get knocked down and spill all over the ground without having to drink anything. What do you mean I'm funny? and you're like a clown
2: here the amuse you.